The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. Funny, what'd you get? Drunk. There you go. The world is a vamp. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to One Crazy Weekend, the show that discusses wrestling one weekend at a time. I am your host, Rosenthorn, and I'm joined by Casey. Hi. And by Bunny. Oh, we are such a bunch of... Oh, God. And by Joe. <laughs> Hi, all. And we are still stuck in the... Uh, the quarantine schedule of, oh god, oh god, everything is on fire. Why is everything on fire? What is going on? So, before we, uh, uh, amazingly unrelatedly, uh, could not get our guest to join us for the next uh, scheduled episode, we're going to do some bonus stuff until then. If you hear at the time of this recording that the virus pandemic has gone, congratulations to listening to something that's been dated at this time. Help. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Is it help? <laughs> no, not you. No, no. Also, like, like at the time we're recording this during the pandemic, if they're watching to just like months later, if it's uh, done. Okay. Yeah. If you, if you're watching in the aftertime, this is how <laughs> if it was. You've made it the, thus far. It. If you've made it thus far, or if you've just fa- or if you found this recording, we are likely all dead. And. <laughs> Help us! <laughs> uh, Can we not? Yeah, no, we're not here for you guys to help us unless you want to support each of our patrons or send money to Bunny. We're here for a special today. What special is that? I'm going to my happy place, and the happy place is PWG! <laughs> uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, my home promotion here in Southern California. Alright, uh, PWG wrestling gorilla for, uh, for long is founded in 2003 by disco machine excalibur scott lost joey ryan super dragon and top gun tower at a portrait in a patch is that getting old eh. no wait so wait that's a, that means that joey nope. ryan created both pwg and bar wrestling correct that's insane to remember Currently, only Excalibur and Super Dragon are left, as Joey Ryan is doing his own thing, and the others have either have retired. Um, the promotion debuted on July 26, 2003, in City of Industry, California, and it's been going steadily ever since, and I'm hoping that the show that was supposed to happen on March 29th happens soon, once this whole thing blows over. It's been going for 17 years now, and it's responsible for, I would say, 90% of wrestling's top stars currently? Mm-hmm. Like, you name yeah. a person, and they've probably come from PWG at some point. Yeah, well, it, I mean, there are it's, parts of the world that aren't yeah. America. I'm, I'm talking American mm-hmm. wrestling. Okay. Just, just, just so I got that clear. But even some Japanese people, like uh, Akira Tozawa, he got, like really broke out in PWG during his Dragon Gate excursion. Okay. Well. It's rare, but it does happen. Um... Let's see. And for more better info on uh, PWG, 
in its early days, you can listen to the uh, monthly podcast Escape from Gorilla Island, which is doing an OSW style uh, or our style uh, recap of every PWG show chronologically. Huh. Oh my god, wow. they're going to they're gonna get to the one when you told Roderick Strana you would kick his ass. Honey, <laughs> honey they're not going to get to that for like 10 years because they're only doing one a month. Oh yeah, they're going to be. Yeah. That'll, that'll still be interesting. Uh, hey, at least it's not the cheese TW one for me. <laughs> so we should explain the concept of mystery vortex because pretty much after this concept debuted in PWG, it was used by progress. It was used by, I believe GCW. It was used by a bunch of people. I love, some, I, hmm? I'm trying to get, well, I'd love it if PWA did one. Have they not? No, not as far as I know. Hmm. Huh. It's a real simple concept. Basically, don't announce anything. Make everything a mystery. And people eat that shit up. Like, if yes. anyone's listening, thinking, why would that be a thing? Like, why would you want to go to a show where nothing is announced? Oh, no, people go insane. Admittedly, it only works with established companies because you need to, uh, you obviously need to have uh, name talent if you're just starting out. But with an established oh. company like PWG, it can work. Oh, yeah. Like, the only thing you could probably guess without uh, knowing what's going to happen is that you know that maybe the tag team titles might be up. Not and always. That the, not always. Or the main belt might be up, but not always. Yeah. And most of the Mystery Vortexes have been fucking amazing shows. Like, I still remember Mystery Vortex 3. You're gonna have to, like, elaborate. I was about to. Where... The moments that stick out of my mind is champion Roderick Strong almost losing the title to Speedball Mike Bailey in, like, two seconds. <laughs> like, probably the the best fake out in PWG history. And then uh, champion, tag team champions Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett going to wrestle each other only for the Young Bucks to return. What, were the, what was their team name? Uh, Treverett. <laughs> You can't see me, but like, just imagine a really unimpressed wolf right now. Bunny is unamused. I mean, you've got two guys, like, you know, with their joint uh, dumbassery and long flowing locks. And it's also because they're the both best. from North Carolina. Yeah, and they're both from North Carolina. And that was the best name you could come up with. Come on, guys. I, well, it was an unofficial name. They never actually had an official name. <sighs> hmm. All right, go on. Yeah, um. Let's see. From the Globe Theater in downtown Los Angeles, California, on May 10th, 2019, it's Mystery Vortex 6, with sole commentary duties being done by the best commentator in the world, Excalibur. I stand by that. Well, he's Excalibur is actually very sweet. I made art of him, and he very much enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's... also, I could, I can say from someone from my own experience in the Globe Theater, it looks incredible for an wonderfully done like yeah there's a wrestling ring in the middle of this theater but it the theater actual architecture looks gorgeous and when the video does capture some of the architecture you can just marvel at it and you can do some sick jumps off the balcony oh yeah we'll get to that <laughs> uh, 
Rosen, just for the sake of posterity, explain why PWG is now in the whatever it is. I forgot oh. what the name was. Well, theater. it used to be at American Legion Post number 308 in Reseda, California for the longest time. I would say pretty much for 90% of their lifespan. But uh, the building was sold off and I believe was torn down to uh, make room for a retirement home. Oh. Which is fitting yeah, because the, I think it was just an extension of the retirement home that was next door. Yes, yeah, they had, so they had a, a venue that held wrestling events next to a retirement home. Yeah, That's probably why I we mean... often got the cops called on us during the day. <laughs> that, got yeah, noise complaints. That, yeah, that happened once, and even if we weren't, there wasn't a lot of people making noise at all. I thought you were gonna say, and that—that's why we like old old PWG shows were full of senior citizens. Nah, no. that's, just, that's just Larry. No, it all depended on Larry's mood and how he'd be with the audience, like he, he was like a very going cranky to the building. Man. Yes, he was. A, he would be either a cranky man or he could be happy. Mm-hmm. One time, he almost didn't allow Daryl my plush cat in. He spit in my Diet Coke once. What? Ew. Why? I don't know. That's... I didn't know that. Gee, that's a, fu- that's a fun thing to remember. Dude. <laughs> yes. So... And now everything's at the Globe Theater where you actually can eat food while you're watching wrestling, which I I eat. When everything opens and you go to PWG... The hot dogs there are very good. They've got hot dogs. They have a great bar next door where, where we, like, some of my best memories are just hanging out before PWG shows playing board games. Yes. Also, there is a ice cream place that's a block away called Little Damage Ice Cream. It's very good ice cream. Do oh, they have aircon? Do they have what? Aircon. Um. Uh... Rosen, the Globe Theater have aircon. Oh, air conditioning. Yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. Sorry. I thought you were saying a flavor of ice cream. I thought you said no. it didn't have an acorn flavor of ice cream. What? No, no. <laughs> Sorry. I just heard you. I don't even... I mean, it probably is. Hang on, I'm going to Google this. I thought you said, do they have bacon? <laughs> no. I mean, no, but uh, apparently people have made acorn ice cream. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh... <laughs> So commentary by Excalibur and announcing by Christian Cole. This was a few weeks before Double or Nothing, so AEW had not uh, had an official show yet. Okay. I will say my one gripe with PWG recordings is that the intros, as well as Excalibur's always entertaining opening monologue, aren't put on the DVD or the VOD. I know it's for copyright reasons, but it's always a bummer, especially for the show when not knowing the card means every entrance gets a huge pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. For example? uh, Well, also, it means that... For this whole show, we can't talk about their entrance music since uh, copyright. I I can try. He can try. All right, let's start with match one then. Match number one: Tony Deppen versus Trey Miguel. Uh, if my memory serves correctly, because again, the intros aren't on the uh, the DVDs. Uh, Tony Deppen comes out first in his PWG debut. Holy shit! We all lost our shit. Yeah, that was. A, I thought he'd been in there long before. Nope. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought time. too. Yeah, <laughs> it was surprising that it was first time record on um, at PWG. But again, but of course, we are all talked about his entrance. We all know his entrance. So yes. And then, Trey Miguel comes out to beat it. 
Phrasing. Phrasing, yeah, I, I realized as, as I said it. Also, yeah. I love that Sigal versus the Train Miguel is the fresh prince, prince of, of mid-air. Mid hmm. He's also one of the rascals along with PWG tag champs Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Oh, what are he looked familiar. Yeah, they spend you know, all the time the doing flippy shit and getting high. Yep. Oh, well, he's always with the rascals. That's why he, he looked familiar. But uh, I literally jumped for joy with the debuts in this in tonight. Oh yeah, I'm in the audience of this along with my dad and my uncle. Yeah, this yeah, is I a game. This is a game I call Spot the Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game I always do every time he we watch uh one of the DVDs of POG. He, I'm like, I'm going to find you. It's like you're not. Oh, there you are. How? Like I can see your head in glasses, or I see your dad. All right, uh, so it's like, once you see him, you know what his reactions might or might not be. Or in some cases, if I'm in the audience, you could try and see me, unless you're in one PWD show and you saw me hold Daryl a couple times. Yeah, I'm the girl that hold, held up Daryl in PWG. What up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That was a hell of a monologue. Yeah. Oh, well, I cannot believe how well I did that without taking a breath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tony tried to be a heel here, but we were all way too happy for him. Even from the town of Hershey, he tries to be a heel, but inside he's just a sweet little chocolate. Yes. <laughs> I dare you to say that to his face. Please, no. Uh, <laughs> But he has my art on his desk, right, so he but knows it's the I'm chocolate person. part that is the problem. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Chocolate! Chocolate! Unless he's listening to this, I am so sorry. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rosen, what happened in this match? Uh, well... Wow, we're right getting right into it. Yeah, like a lot I of the matches just started chaos. right off the gate. Yes. Uh, yes. Elaborate, please. Like uh, I forget what the move was, but I think Tony attacks uh, attacks Trey right away, like before before the bell rings. Ooh. Oh yeah, no. As soon as that happened, he hit hard and flew hard. Deppin has no chill whatsoever. It's no. great. It's wonderful. Excalibur is the type of commentator I'd like to learn commentary from. He's just very insightful and funny. Mm. Uh, and it's, we have an Odie signing. Congrats on the signing to referee Odie Brown, who signed with Evolve. I miss oh. Odie. You'll, we'll see him at the next show, probably. Hopefully. And then we have the snot rocket from Deppin. We're not going to see that anytime soon. Yeah, nope. That's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Rana threw yeah. the ropes from Trey. And a fake out dive from Trey, who turns it into a Rana from the ropes to the floor. Wow! I will say, uh, the floor was, the, they were in an audience, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but this is what... De There's one part during this match that Deppin high flies into the audience onto Trey. I've been in the PWG audience before, Rosen many times, but for me, 
trust me when I say when there you see them coming on your side and they you know they're gonna come into the audience, you have to move yourself and grab your chair as quick as possible or else you're gonna get fucking hurt. Like yep. I think one time I think Darby hit a chair right near me and hit my knee and I had a bad bruise on my knee. Even though I was moved out of the way, I couldn't fold my chair fast enough and did bam bruise on my knee. Or I can't remember was it Darby I can't remember was it um yeah, at, uh, at in- yeah, at indie shows, remember, watch for flying wrestlers. I yeah. think it was Darby, yes. Yeah, it was I Darby. Think all, I think we've all been there, though. Yep. Yeah. Like, I nearly got squashed by June 1 and when... It was pretty funny, actually. Like, I was in the front row just, you know, watching the match, and I kind of zoned out for a bit, and then I zoned back in just in time to realize that Rig was holding June and yelling, get out of the way. And I was like, oh, shit. So I just, like, dived out of the way, and the next thing I knew June had taken out the first, like, first, like, two rows of seats. And then I had nowhere to sit for the next part, which probably wasn't a bad thing, because the next part involved, like, June jumping off the balcony. So... Wow. It was good, but, you know... We should watch that match at some point, actually. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, Devin is so goddamn smooth. They both are. Uh, hook and kick it's into just a... like the ocean under the moon. Hmm. Go on. Hook kick into a falling Russian leg sweep on the apron. Then stomp into a senton from Deppin. Meteora seals the win for Trey. That ruled. Yeah, this was a good match to start off BWG. And it kind of showcased why Deppin is my favorite. Not my favorite heel in the indies right now. Hmm. Like he oh. knows how to do a heel, but even what but out that at least he can break character when you're talking to him to get merchandise. I, like, I, like there's a big do. difference. Well, here's the thing: Devin is like the big turnaround with with the looks. Like when he's in the ring, he's very tough and angry. But when you want to buy merch, he's just in a t-shirt. His hair is down. And he's got glasses on, and it's just like a sweet boy that wants to sell merch. You're describing pretty much all the PWG roster. They're all really nice. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but Devin has like a like a just almost like he turns into a Superman look. Like as soon as he takes the glasses off and spikes his hair, bam, he's a heel. Clark Devin. Devin. <laughs> Clark <laughs> Devin. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any any thoughts on this? Uh, I really, I I really like that one part where uh, um, Miguel had uh, Tony in the cheeky Nando's. Then he hits the cheeky Nando's and then does the six one nine, which I called it the six one nine dos. Um. Well, my question is, uh, do these two have history at all? Uh, not that I know of. No. Yeah, I was, I was wondering if it was just like. If I had some sort of rivalry or whatever, Deppin was just being his usual serious self. I think he was just being his usual self. Probably serious yeah. self, but we have no clue. Dude takes everything so fucking seriously. Yeah. Well, unless the wrestlers that are were part of this uh, PWG know about what's going on during the this special event, just let us know. It'd be fun to hear the history, especially during this time. Yes. Shall we move on to our next match? Yes! Mm-hmm. Match number two, Chuck Taylor versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy time! Yep. And um, apparently... Go on, sorry. I was going to say, apparently this is also his 
first PWG debut, which I'm quite surprised well, at. Yeah. We usually only have one debut, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you mean, you doof. I do, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, legitimate dream match for me. I was going to ask, uh, can you fill in the context of Chuck Taylor? Yes, Chuck Taylor, former PWG champion, current member of AEW Tag Team The Best Friends, with Trent and Orange Cassidy. Ooh. Yes, I was going to say, can you fill in the background on Chuck Taylor in PWG? Yes, uh, when he won the PWG title for the second time off of Ricochet, he turned heel in a match against Trent, defending the title, then lost to Keith Lee, and now he's slowly working his way back to uh, face status. Well, and we know later that, that basically Chuck Taylor and Trent are best friends again, and they're tag teams in P and, uh, not PWG, AAW. And, and yeah, PWG cause... sometimes. Mm. No, because this match was a bit surprising because I was expecting Chuck to be his usual wacky self and he wasn't. Hmm. I think he, hmm. he was being like a heel type this time around. Yeah, it was surprising. Because, you know, with Mystery Vortex, well, PWG doesn't really go in for storylines as such, which is, to me, is one of its biggest problems. So... Yeah. Yeah, really any sort of storyline they have is kind of just told at the... It's just kind of told there at the... At, during the match in the ring. And, and even then, usually they don't they do not do any of, like, the long-form stories like they used to, like with, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny and, and you know... And, and Candice. Uh, and, and especially the stuff with Roderick Strong and 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 Mount and was it Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. With him, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyler Riley. No, it was uh, that's it, that's the Osprey era. Oh, okay. No, it was. Okay. Uh, well, but I know it was him, Adam Cole, and the Young the Bucks. Bucks. Okay, but yeah, um, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't really do any sort of long form, you know, story arcs anymore. They're currently only doing one, and that's the feud between Gresham and Star. What's it over? Uh, Gresham keeps beating Star, who uh, keeps beating everyone else. Uh, and Gr- Gresham tapped out Star in the bowl of finals. I see. You're never beating Gresham. That was what I was thinking, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I like Jonathan Gresham. And I don't like I like, I like both, but Orange fucking Cassidy. Orange Cassidy makes everything fun. Yes. And here's the thing I've always been talking about every single time. The audience will make it a break for me to get me fully invested and have energy uh, for what we watch. PWG never misses and never makes me disappointed because you can hear the whole audience be pumped. You can hear that on the footage, and you can just get pumped along the slide with them. Even when I've been in the audience, it gets so much fun to the point where I will kind of maybe lose my voice. And that's only been once or twice. But it shows how much fun you can actually have watching PWG shows. And, like, this did not disappoint. Since I never saw uh, this Mr. Vortex. And ironically, I moved to California, like, two months later. This recording. Yep. So yay. Uh, and they were roommates. 
Oh my god, they were roommates! Oh my god, they were roommates! Oh my god, okay, I now want to see a very silly sitcom of the best friends in Orange Cassidy. I mean, you get that on being elite a little bit. Well, like, oh, there was like the one time they took over Hot Topics Instagram, and they were going around the Hot Topic, and Orange is looking over there and he wants stuff, and he just lazily put it back. Put it back. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, there's a yeah, there was a time that Hot Topic allowed the best friends in Orange Cassidy to take over their Instagram stories for a day. They gave <laughs> they got they were in one of the stores in I think Florida, California. And they were doing the Instagram stories, and then they also got some free merch from Hot Topic. That's amazing. I know. I think there's like probably saved footage somewhere, but I don't know. We've all talked about Orange Cassidy on the show, but Orange Cassidy just makes everything fun, like the way he does it. It's yep. just amazing. This was a good match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It- oh. Well, well, there was one part where um, Chuck Taylor randomly just grabbed somebody's chair from the audience, and I went, he's got a chair! But then there was like, you can't have a chair, and I had to take it away from him. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna beat the shit out of Cassidy. Shit. But that didn't happen. Uh, let's see. Shall we get into it? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, shoulder tackle knocks ca- the glasses off. Justin Borden puts them back on him and gets cheered somehow. This really is a mystery vortex. You're going to have to explain why Justin Referee Borden Justin, wouldn't yeah. get cheered. Referee Justin Borden, back during the 2014 Battle of Los Angeles, uh, accidentally screwed up a call bet- uh, costing Candice LeRae the, uh, the bowl of semifinals to Johnny Gargano. The Dick. crowd has never let him forget it. And he's become his his presence has become heel heat. Even the, and even then when he doesn't he does something right and they are booing him and we're all like he didn't do anything. Yeah. He's heel heat to the point where he's kind of distracting. I haven't even noticed. Uh. <laughs> he 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 has besmirched Candace. He must pay eternally. Eternally. Yeah, apparently so. Uh, Chuck Taylor doing rope running drills. Is it weird that I miss those? No. No. Okay, good. Then it's not that I'm not crazy. Well, for this anyway. I love the way too early leapfrog. Uh, yeah, that's a that's that's really the thing about Orange Cassidy matches is is that the sh- is like the shtick does. T- Take a long time to really get going, but but once he kicks it into high gear, he shows like he he's he's not just a comedy act. The guy can go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude. really go. Yeah. Uh, this crowd is ravenous. Yes. And, and Orange Cassidy might tap out from one shop. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty funny. He just starts pantomiming to the crowd. He's like, he's, he looks. It's like he's about to tap out. He's like, oh, and he's just crawling away. Truck's standing there looking at him all looking dumb, dumbfounded. And he just and he grabs the ropes. <laughs> oh, that was good shit. Yeah, yeah, I think 
there was one moment they both went into the audience. You're going to get a lot of that at PWG. So much audience jumping. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then jumping. God, that sounded so off. And then he did the deal. He did the deal twice. Yep. And that's where I got it from. Yeah, that's, I that's got where... it from my mama. Oh, wait. Wrong one. Sorry. Yeah, uh, nobody kicks out of the Falcon Arrow, as Chuck Taylor puts it, but now everybody does. That's the joke. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's the joke. Orange missed the choke slam, but Chuck Taylor gets the win with the awful awful. That was was happy. I'm happy. That was a a fun match. I enjoyed it. Explain. Uh, I feel like it would have been better if, like, obviously I didn't notice beforehand, but I feel like it would have been better with Chuck as a face, mainly because I was expecting them to integrate their comedy styles, and instead Chuck was mainly playing the straight man to Orange's wackiness. It didn't work as well. Or rather, it would have worked if, if it was anyone but Chuck. Instead, it just seemed like a disappointment because it was not what I was expecting. Hmm. Catch on that. That's that's a, that's that's a fair critique. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else have anything? Uh, no. No, not really. I mean, it's a, I mean, Orange Cassidy match, matches, at least from the ones I've seen, are usually on the good to great scale. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it just and it just, and it goes to show you that you can is that you know the flashy moves are great you know the flippy moves are all, all are are really good and you know they can make they can make a match exciting, but you also have to have a character to make people care. Well, and, you have to have either and, like hmm? you have to have something. Yeah, you have you have you have to have a character to make people care. Um, but and. You know, just with doing a slight thumbs up and just, you know, looking like he just doesn't have a care in the world, you know, Orange Cassidy just, just nails it. So we have a championship match next. We do. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, it, uh, first coming out is the challenger, Jonathan Gresham. And he's facing, oh, fuck, it's PWG champion Jeff Cobb. At the time of the recording, Cobb was the current champion. Um, who was the current champion at the time of this uh Bandito, he lost at the last show. Yeah, who did he lose it to? Bandito. Oh, right. Wow. Cobb had it on for that long. Yes. <laughs> he, won the sh- he won the belt back in November 2018, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a, a long year. time. Wow. PWG title reigns are long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long, long uh, reigns. Well, Can anyone like, do a satisfactory saxophone? No. Gomer, can you do one? Long, long reigns. Thank you, Gomer. <laughs> Basically, this, like Rosen said, this is a title match. And, um... Okay, can, can I... Into it? No, no, no. <laughs> can, I just, can I just make this joke, please? Yes. 
You know what this match is? What? What? You big man, big chest, and big muscles. Bumping Bumpin meat. meat. <laughs> <laughs> is it, it bumping meat? Because Gresham has a significant size disadvantage. Yeah, yeah but Gresham... when you look at Cobb. Well, yeah. when you compare Gresham to, you know, guys you know, guys like uh, me or guys, you know, or, you know, just the average man Any who's us, not yeah. a wrestler. Yeah, the average person who's not a wrestler. John Gret. John Gresham is a little is a little bit beefy. He is a yeah. little bit more meat to bump, be bumping. Yeah, he's a, he's a tiny beefy man. <laughs> he's got more meat. He's got more meat to bump yet. <laughs> got more meat to bump. <clears throat> All I know is that I was like first I was super excited and then, ow! Yeah. That pretty much sums up most of wrestling. <laughs> uh, no, it sums my match. Go ahead, Rosen. Uh, well, first off, we have our another ref alert. It's Rick Knox. Yay! Hey! Hey! Oh! The maximum ref. That's just so sweet. He, I gave him art. He liked it. Well, I imagine he doesn't get a lot of art. He was very well. He helped me out one time when I got wanted to give art to a couple wrestlers, and then. Um, Larry was kicking us all out at the end of the show, and so Knox was, like, took my art, and he said, I'll give these to the respective wrestlers that are still here. I'll give them to you. I'll give them to them. And he did. And it was very sweet of him. Referees are very nice people on the whole. Yay. Mm -hmm. Except for Larry. He's not a referee. Larry's not a ref. Larry's not a ref, but he was a Right, but she said referees are not. Are, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I said, just heard you. It's okay, guys. I think we've all been in quarantine so long, our brains are all shutting down. Nah. These two are so great. Anyway, shall we get into it? Yes. Yep. Uh, just one question. Yeah. Since when has PWG had a 20 count? Uh, always. They just rarely use it. Uh, yeah, they. Yeah, refs give a lot of leeway. Extremely rarely do I see a 19 count, but I've never seen a, an actual count out. I mean, Ooh. you hardly have... I mean, you don't really see that many disqualifications either. No, I think I've only seen one. Or no, I've seen two. But, uh, Chairs? point is rare. Was it someone got hit with a chair, or...? Uh, it was Roddy faked getting hit with a chair by AJ after uh, AJ hit, uh, after Roddy hit AJ with a chair. Oh. <laughs> and then, the same thing, but with kicks in the balls between uh, the Dark Order and Best Friends. Hmm. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. Not that, sorry, um, you just reminded me of this one progress match where when the ref's back was turned, um, everyone in the tag team match got hit in the balls. So when the ref turned back <laughs> around, all we could see was four guys on their knees holding, the holding their balls. <laughs> that was really funny. Alright, go on. Excalibur mentioning the currently ongoing Star-Gresham rivalry. Uh, Cobb is one of the best champs we've ever had. At least it's been a while since we had a really long title reign. Uh, crazy turnbuckle bump from Gresham. At this point, Cobb, at, at some point in the match, Cobb injured his hand and still had a great match throughout. Mm -hmm. 
and the yeah, huge yeah, Beal. Yeah, Gresham was like, yeah, Gresham was like doing all these different things to kind of like weaken uh, Cobb's hands, and so they couldn't grip real tight. Hmm. All right. Um. Yeah, knee wrench by Gresham, and then cross bo- uh, cross body, but Cobb just blocks it with his mass. <laughs> Come on. The Gresham run. Anybody know what I'm talking about? No. I think so. Gresham running from one corner to the other in his uh, his chosen like running stance, like long strides (laughs) with the arms extended. What he's Naruto running? Not not extended, like basically exaggerated long running, and then for a Uh... long drop kick. Hang on, Dalton says, according to a tweet I read, this quarantine is making us 1% crazier and 2% hornier every day. That's accurate. But, uh, and then he also says that the Dark Order is his Joy Division cover band. Let me put it this way. Jordan Grace uh, calls it third leg running. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, Cobb may be out, but he's saved by a pant leg. What? Like, he might be out from a sleeper hold, but then he grabs Rick Knox's pant leg. Oh. Yep. The crowd is still rabid, and Tour of the Islands sees Cobb retain. Hot damn. Yeah, really good match. This, my, again, my reaction when I said Al, my reaction was to every time Cobb was grabbing Gresham and basically tossing him around like a rag doll. like, I know he's tiny, but that, does feel like it would actually hurt. I know he's probably getting hurt from it, but if I was in Gresham's position because I'm tiny, that would hurt as fuck. I mean, he I mean, he, he basically just kept yeeting him. Yeah, like, you could feel Gresham getting dropped in the most brutal ways in this match, and I'm just like, ow. What a, something, <laughs> something that I thought was impressive was, uh, uh, was when Gresham... Did the tope suicida onto Cobb's back while Cobb was on the outside, locked in a sleeper hold. Cobb then climbs the apron, gets in the ring with Gresham still on his back. I I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And kind of kinky. <laughs> a little. What? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, great match. Speaking of great matches, match number four. It's a triple threat match. Brody King versus Jake Atlas versus Trent. Yay! 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 All these guys are signed to different companies. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I don't have time to get in, in the whole, into the whole thing, but Jake Atlas is a personal inspiration. I love that guy. Well, Speaking yes, we of, do. I love, we have yeah. plenty of time. Get I, into it. Yep. As an LGBT member of the wrestling community, I want to aspire to get to do what he stuff that he does. Well, you can stop by getting really sparkly. <laughs> Speaking of, I love that guy. Hey, yeah, we can finally get to talk about Brody King. He rules. He's a very nice man. Yes. Uh, and while I personally don't have a big uh, connection with Trent, like on a on that level, he's also an excellent dude. Yeah. 
hopefully by the time this episode comes out, Jake will be cruiserweight champion. Yeah. Hopefully. Anything before we get into the match? Um, nope. I gave art to each of these matches. I think I gave art to most of the people that are on the show. Yeah. I fed Brody um, brownies once. It was very amusing. Rosa told me Brody worked on RuPaul's Drag Race. I couldn't see all of Brody's tattoos, so I tried drawing a drag queen on one of his as one of his tattoos. And when I showed it at him, he smiled. Yeah, I believe he either worked <laughs> PA or security. I'm not sure which. It's one of those. Yeah. It was still neat. Um, no, yeah, the brownie thing was pretty funny because... Um... So, you know, I'm giving him brownies. It's like, because Brody is straight edge. I'm like, yeah, no, there's no drugs in the brownies. There's never been drugs in the brownies. So Brody's eating one. And then Susie, who, she works music for PWA, um, decides to make a joke about how, how there are drugs in the brownies, at which point I'm like, Susie, for fuck's sake, no. <laughs> Just like, you could have picked anyone to uh, joke to, but maybe not the six foot eight guy who could squash both of us with one hand behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And we're off to a hot start with Brody booting Jake. I like that he went right after the guy he's wrestled before right away. Yeah, no, it, it, it was just... Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, apparently, Jake Atlas was responsible for King's jaw getting broken in 2018. Ah. Oh. Well, so, Brody it, is a little bit resentful, perhaps? Maybe. Yeah. Well, also, it's just interesting, like, as soon as the match starts, Brody just hard kicks Atlas, and I'm like, oh, shit! I was like, well, he's dead for some of the match. Uh, Trent and Brody trading power spots. And then amazing arm drag from Jake, then shows off some incredible balance. Oh, there was this interesting corner rope flip that Brody did on Trent. Like, I had never seen that done before, and I'm just like, I didn't think he could do that. Uh, Brody with the dive and he landed on his feet and then he high-fived me. That ruled for many reasons, not just personal ones. And then my hand hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you saw Brody high-fiving uh, Rosen, yeah! <laughs> but but there's, a, yeah. There's, there's a part where um, at, uh, Jake flies onto Brody outside the ring from the top rope corner like he literally like flies and i'm like so many flyers tonight so well, peter muji is generally full of flippy guys doing flippy oh. things oh yeah and also and everything into the audience so the audience may or may not get hurt hey uh, uh brody slams jake onto trent and then he sentons on both of them yeah. Uh, DVD on the apron from Brody. Ori Haramood saw from Jake immediately. <laughs> Hook kick from Jake. Backdrop driver from Brody. Doomsday sexy Chucky knee off the top from Trent. <laughs> a cartwheel, cartwheel DVD into a loud kick from Jake. Then avalanche German suplex from Trent. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a moment that Trent was holding Brody up like that, and I'm like, Trent, you shouldn't be holding Brody. He's twice your size. What the fuck, man? It's a big lad. And then Brody's the crunchy. A big man. Like, is Brody taller than you, Rosen? 
Yeah, I think so. Like, by a little bit. It's a... Sorry, I'm just now... Sorry, I'm now thinking of the Stevie Universe song. All I want to do is see you turn into... I a giant, giant man. man. <laughs> <laughs> a giant man. Jake Senton's onto, uh, onto Brody and Trent to stop the, the pin. And then, Jesus, that punch. Gonzo Bomb against Brody the win. That was amazing. That was a good match. It was an intense good match. Although, I do have one question. Yeah. Why does Brody keep barking like a dog? It's like a demon growl, like, ooh, ooh. Like a war- or no, it's more like a Spartan warrior thing. I see a Spartan warrior for his size. The answer is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Like, why do you do that, Brody? I don't know, Brody, if you're listening- yeah, maybe get the crowd popped up, but Brody, for listening, going. tell us. <laughs> it's provocative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was just weird. I was like, eh? But, alright, yeah, no, it was a great match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of flippy-dippy big boy shit. <laughs> so many flippy d- big boys. Yep. That mm-hmm. actually sums it up really well, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. We need some, uh, Time to, to decompress after that match, so let's go to the merch table. Howdy, everybody. Editor Gomer here, and since Rosen has so graciously left this space for some sort of an ad or sponsor or something like that, um, I am going to tell you guys about another show he is going to be on in the near future, and that show is called Thespian Talk. What is it? Well, it's a news and opinion show, just like a lot of others out there. And we just try to make sense of all of these things that are going on in the world. Some of it good, some of it very, very bad. A lot of ranting goes on, and a lot of random humor as well. You can catch the show at rtgomer.com or wherever you get your podcasts every Wednesday evening at about 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, So if you want to catch me and Rosen and a bunch of our friends, go check it out. See y'all later. Welcome back to the show. Casey, what'd you get? Ask me, ask Bunny what she got. Bunny, what'd you get? Drunk. There you go. <laughs> that's what the that's what breaks are for. You go to the bar, you get drunk, you go to the merch stand, then you start talking shit to your wrestlers, and that's why PWA is never gonna get me back. <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> I mean, if anyone from PWA is listening, um, I still want to help out. I promise not to drink at shows when yeah. I'm working. There you go. <laughs> Match number five. It's Jungle Boy versus Puma King, the Animal Kingdom, folks. Jungle Boy. Yay! It's, uh... it's like Batman and Lucha on the ground. Because <laughs> um... seriously, Puma King's new outfit. Yeah, he looks like um, Black I, I, Actually, no. I put down that Puma King looks more like he's trying out for Cats the Musical, the stage show, not the awful movie. Okay, but, oh god, can you imagine Cats the Movie with wrestlers? Oh, good lord. That's, no, this is why I said the Cats meet the stage show, so there's a difference. Yeah, but like, Cats the Movie, because it's just so, damn, so funny no. in all the wrong ways. No, just, no, oh. no, no just, ima- just imagine Vince McMahon in the same... Uh-huh. In, with the C- with the CGI uh, cat suit doing the McCavity song. Jeff, I think you just summoned the great old ones. <laughs> oh, 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 well, oh, please, they'll go back to sleep when they realize it's a false alarm. Well, it's more of a surprise for me that how Pooh King 
makeup on to the or I thought he was just gonna do just fill a part of his face. No, he did his whole face and then oh, put yeah. a mask on it and I'm it's just real like impressive. I'm like He probably put more cats on underneath the mask that we can't see. I was wondering which one which of us was gonna reference the butthole cut first and it turns out it was Dalton. Hmm. Thank you, Dalton. Uh so the music, uh Puma Kings is shot through the heart. Why? Hmm. Makes, why? To get the crowd to sing along with it. Uh, oh, of course. And Jungle Boys is, of course, Tarzan Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time around... It's... Yeah, this time around, Jungle Boy actually came out in a leopard type of coat, which he never really goes out of the coat. And Exec Gallagher on the commentary said... That David Arquette gave it to Jungle Boy from like the last show that they both were at together. Yep. Which I thought was very cool. It was super nice because they're they're still friends. Also, Aww. the David Arquette uh, documentaries I think coming up soon. I want to wrestle David Arquette. <laughs> it's not a joke. I do. I do want to wrestle David yeah. Arquette. So, I know what's no, going on. You want to you want to wrestle everybody? Yes. He does. Yeah. Well, I have actually seen the trailer for the Dare Arquette like wrestling documentary. It looks very interesting, but also I want to just give him a hug. Yeah. After all this is over. Case, you want to hug everyone. Yeah. I, my hugs bring joy. Unless they don't <laughs> want it, then fist bumps. I mean, this is true. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a serious side from Puma King here. Puma King then proves me wrong by doing his Puma King thing of playing like a cat. <laughs> so he's so, so he's playing an asshole cat today. He's yeah. releasing, he is releasing the butthole cut. <laughs> uh, double jump sunset bomb from Jungle Boy. Yeah, he did, that, was, that was a drop kick, right? No, sunset flip power bomb. Oh, sorry. No, I misheard you. I know that Jungle Boy did a very powerful drop kick, and I was like, "Oh, damn!" Yep. Impressive. Uh, so is it I, a sunset bomb? Yoshi. Uh, only if it's off the back. Hmm. Like oh sunset yeah, yeah. Sunset, sun, 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 yeah. Sunset bombs, like you know. Okay, got it. Yeah. How the hell do you tell all these moves apart? Mostly listening to Excalibur and Chris Hero. Welcome back, yeah, Chris no, Hero. We missed you. Yeah, no, that, no, I am with you, Benny. It's hard trying to remember a lot of the wrestling moves that that are there. Really, I've is. studied this for and, nine years. That's how I know. No, you didn't. Eight. Years. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, it, it's okay. It, it's okay. I've, I've been watching pro wrestling for long, for, for a very, very long time, and I'm, and I forget some moves. Yeah, even I get some wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I did some research. Hmm? I was going to say, you didn't start getting into wrestling until seven years ago. 2012. When we met, when we first dated? Yeah. Like, oh. winter 2012, so about seven Eight and a half years. years. The semantics don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Children. Yes. They're fine. I did some research. Apparently, Puma King is a member of the Casas family. You're going to have to elaborate. A huge wrestling family in Mexico, including Negro Casas, uh, who is, I, I believe is uh, 
Puma King's uncle, and his cousin Diamante from LAX. Oh. Yep. Um, no, sorry, I just uh, saw something on Twitter. I'll uh, put it in the thing. Um, yeah, no, I just have one thing to say about Puma King. What? Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a Tiger King reference. Oh. I, I mean, if you that. really want, I mean, if you really. Really want to date this uh, date this podcast. Also, yeah, I just saw the thing in there, and uh, um, I may oh. need to uh, I, I may need to excuse a bit. <laughs> oh sh- damn, damn, damn it, bunny! That damn. Yeah. Look, if I have to be distracted, you have to be distracted. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Spike Rana. Then Yoshi Tonic countered into a crunchy. Then a kick to the dick. Not sure why it wasn't a DQ, but it might have had a uh, been a kick to the ang- Angus. I was going to say kick to the anus. But okay, just, <laughs> a kick to the black uh, Angus. Yeah, I, like, yeah, that part when uh, Jungle Boy, Boy gets kicked in the nuts by Pumbakeen, I'm like, does that to Jungle Boy? Well, I mean, if it, if it was Jungle Boy kicking Pumbakeen, it makes sense because cat dicks are like, mostly internal. Like, they're shaped internally. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tope through the corner. Then a destroyer counter. Then a crucifix bomb, super kick, and knee strike gets Jungle Boy the win. That was dope. Yep. But there's one moment yeah, where was there's just. Yeah, that was a good match. Though there was also a moment where there was just chaos into the audience. They were just wrestling and hitting each other all, all, all on the audience ring. And I'm just like. Stop, boy! Stop this to each other. You're going to actually hurt somebody. It's not each other. Like I, like even when I'm in the crowd, like I mentioned, like I kind of like, why, why, come back in the ring. You're gonna hurt one of us, or he's and then you guys stop it. <laughs> but they don't listen. They never do. Nope. No. Yeah. No. No. Uh, shall we get move on to the next match? Yes. Um, yeah, okay. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. What's another tag title match? The, rather, it's another title match, the tag title match. Champions the Rascals versus Challengers Slamina and Ray Horace. There's really only one way to sum up this whole match. Which is? Well, anyone, you know, sing along if you know it. <clears throat> One, nothing wrong with me. Two, Two, nothing wrong with me. Three, nothing wrong with me. Four, nothing wrong with me. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh my god. So it's 2006 ECW? You know, it's, it's, go go ahead. Well, the the thing is, is like, when you start going into that, I'm just thinking, like, that's going to, in like you know, thirty years, that's gonna be like that. That uh, it's gonna be that decade's ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall. It's just like eighty eight. Nothing wrong with me. Eighty nine. Nothing wrong with me. <laughs> no, no. It took me a moment to realize what you're doing, and then I looked at my notes. I was like, oh yeah, that moment. This <laughs> <laughs> like, is very chaotic, is what I'm saying. Oh my well, god, yes. Mostly what I was saying was that there were bodies hitting the floor all over the place. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. Uh, Dal- Dal- Dalton talking about Jungle Boy Pooh King. Uh, 
he delivered a kick to the nut anus, which did luckily didn't result in a. My whole cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the match. Yep. Um. Rascals have shattered the record for longest PWG tag champs even before the quarantine. What's the record? Uh, the record was longest ch- longest tag champ uh, reigns, yeah. and I believe How it was previously held by the Young Bucks in about six hundred days. Oh yeah, it was. Because they won those belts back in Reseda, and, and then they lost them. No, they didn't. No, I'm saying the Rascals won them back in Reseda. Oh, yeah. And they have not lost them yet, and it's 2020 now. We're mm. all going to receive this someday. <laughs> uh, I love that song. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, they mentioned that this match is a rematch, bet- a sort of a rematch between the Rascals and uh, Shima versus Ray Horace, Lumina, and Bandito, who I'm surprised was not on this show. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe he was out playing with Smokey. You joke, but there was a show called Smokey and the Bandito. Good. <laughs> uh, these two teams have a history from Bola 2018, as well as the Dragon Gate history between the Rascals Re- and Flamita. Uh, fuck, this is fast. Yes. Yes. Kicks. Oh, yeah. Not just kicks. Yeah, yeah I, I was putting, I, I put in my notes here. Uh, almost non almost nonstop movement from beginning to end. Both teams showing their stuff and flippy floppy flying. And if you love hearing guys slap their thighs to make their kick devastating, then your ship has come in. And if you hate it, well, then life is about to get very tough. Thank you, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Like, oh my god. I mean, all the thigh slash just all... oh oh. Uh, Pounding like, it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I'm... no, 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 no. That's just pounding yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, there were so many super kicks, and I, I'm like, I got practiced doing a super kick from going to Rose's wrestling class one day, and I regret it because my legs were so numb, and I had a bad bruise on my legs. From my handprints, from because you gotta <laughs> sell the kick, and I think I can kind of do it without stretching, but it's been so long. You should like, really be stretching. I've been stretching, but not for wrestling kicks. No, but never mind. But no, like a super. I can only imagine the bruises on the each of their legs from sl- like slapping the, their thighs, doing kicks so many times. Right. The secret is they don't do it at full force like you do. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> it it better. Right, but... They probably learned how to do it without hurting themselves. Look, we're all dumbasses, okay? Fair enough. Very true. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, a shooting star press leg drop combo from... What my notes has dubbed Flamitorus. Flamitorus. Behold, we have raised the ancient Flamitorus. <laughs> Once went flying with that knee. 
And then I love the dive from whence. It looks so chaotic in a good way. Oh my god, again, chaos, like, are we at the part where they just fly into each other? We are getting, we are at that part, yes. Good, because I want to get to my nose with that one. Uh, yeah, Pescado into a, into a Rana, and then dives for everyone, fuck yeah. Like, first, Wentz flies on to, I think it was Flamita, outside the ring, into the audience. Then Horus flies out. Then Xavier flies out. All of the eagle flies from everyone. Also, yes, eagles. You get a wrestler. You get a wrestler. Everyone gets a wrestler. Uh, Also, yes, this was actually like every PWD show. As you heard me say, eagle, that's from Scrubs, of course. I try and save that for usually the best high flyer, which Surprisingly, I have not brought this up at all to any of the recordings, but unless I did, hey, I, I might have forgotten. Did I forget? That 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 should be a that should be a segment for like the. He's like and Ka- and Casey, who won the Eagle Award? <laughs> uh, maybe no, but this one deserves like all like the Eagle chant from Scrubs because that was just incredible how they were, how it continued and I'm like. I was expecting more wrestlers to pop out of nowhere and just continue the chain, but it didn't. I'm surprised. I want to see that. I want to see eight wrestlers fight each other. One flies, another, another, and different types of styles and speed. Does, so, does it, guys, stop falling from great height. <laughs> this seems like the good time to bring up the fucking weird version of Money in the Bank that's happening this year. What? <laughs> Where must we... We, <laughs> we should because it's kind of funny. So it's. I mean, it's. Hmm? It, it's. It's. I mean, it, go ahead. Just go ahead. It's what hap- is happening. <laughs> Jeff. It's. It's. They're having the briefcase on top of WWE headquarters on the roof, and they have what? to fight from the bottom floor to get to the roof. This what? is the dumbest thing. What? It's hilarious. It's what? hilarious, what? but I'm worried yeah, somebody's it, gonna fall off the fucking the- roof. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna do anything that crazy. No, I know. Look, I'm just worried it's gonna be a legit accident. If anyone falls off the roof, it's gonna be Shadow Mac. <laughs> I think you broke Casey. It'll be like it's like, huh? it's like I got money in the bank. <laughs> and boom. <laughs> That's stupid. I just, I, I just want to say, like, they're gonna have to go from the bottom of the tower to the top, which means there's gonna be all kinds of jokes where people just run into the weirdest shit in that building. Or, yeah. or, or they're just like trying to run into the elevators. So just, okay, the only rule is you cannot use the elevators. And oh, there's, like, there's gonna be a joke where someone hits all the buttons or the elevator. Yeah. Yeah, and they oh. and they like just stutter stop, stutter stop all the way up. No, no, no. Um, um, just imagine like you know a bunch of them trying to run up the stairs, and they get to like you know the twenty seventh floor, and they're all going like, uh, uh, "What do you mean the door's uh, locked?" Oh no, oh, no! Imagine what like what they're backstage, and they slam onto the craft table like, "Guys, that's all the food we had. He destroyed the craft table. Sorry." Okay, we need. <laughs> We need to get back to this match because... Yes, please. <laughs> double Spanish fly. Then a swanton and final flash, but it's not enough. Then a springboard rope-hung Rana. 
Oh my god, post dive! Lethal knee ejection! Okay, Lay, in a hot fire flame, and that secures the ta retaining of the tag belts. Hot damn! Here's the thing, uh, <laughs> when, when the, uh. Sorry, Dalton. One of them's gonna open a door to that bear blow job from the shining! The thing is, the thing is, it won't be the it won't be the bear. It'll be like uh, a gritty knock. It'll be Al Snow and head. Yeah, no, it'll be Al Snow with head between his legs, just going like, "Hey, Occupado!" Just like, "Bam!" Oh, all right. Now here's the thing with this match. Uh, when it was a title match, and the rascals are holding belts, and I'm like, "I saw them with the belts in July." They're going to win this no matter what's going to happen. Yeah, that's the, that's the danger of hindsight. Yeah, mm -hmm. but even then, like, this was uh, a very good tag team match with the Rascals of Dunn. Though I think my favorite was the one of them against LAX. That was a great ma uh, a match. And it was also fun being in the audience for that one. Hmm. Uh. So, shall we move on to our main event? Because I have a lot to say about this. Sure. And I have a lot of notes I mean, here because, I mean, uh, damn. I mean, there's a lot to get. There's a lot to get to. Yep. It's match number seven. It's our main event: Joey Janela versus Darby Allen in a Guerrilla Warfare match. Here we go. It's Hot Topic: Skater Boy versus Eighties Rave Man. <laughs> res res wrestling is weird and fun. <laughs> And weird. Yep. And fun. And, and weird. weird. Uh, and here's the thing. I didn't, I miss, I looked away for one second seeing the entrance card, and then when I hear um, Excalibur say, this is the gorilla match, I'm like, gorilla warfare oh no. Match. Which is just essentially Not a hardcore again. match, and it's fucking awesome. Not again. Why me? It's always me with these matches. Why? Because they're good. <laughs> this is two of AEW's rising stars trying to show who's the craziest motherfucker of the two. Both of them are crazy. Yeah, they're they're both crazy. They're they're both fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I broke at this match as I wrote in my notes. Uh Can we... go ahead. No, you All go right. first. Oh, oh, I was saying, I was telling Rosen to go ahead, but uh, oh, you, you were going to say, Kate? Oh, no, I was telling you to go ahead. I thought you had something to I'll go ahead. ahead then. How about we all go ahead? Yes. Chair right off the bat. Let's go. Fast tope from Darby. Darby goes backstage to look for weapons. He's got the trash. Yeah, Darby <laughs> becomes the trash man, has a trash can over his head, flies into the going. audience. Yeah. He flies into the audience with it. Mrs. Joey, but lands onto some chairs. He does the great Sasuke dive, yeah. He he just, you know, eats all the shit in that dive. Just No he Oh not just Sasuke. He's he does the Wait, what? Oh, honey? My... oh wait. Okay. The... Everybody take the... a deep breath, go back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry, I, I forgot the name of the Muppet that's in the trash can. The Muppet? Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> Oscar the Grouch, yeah. The name was escaping me. He basically did a, like that one Christmas special with Oscar with a trash can where did they talked to him. the great Sasuke a Muppet? <laughs> no! I mean, can, we make, can we make that alcohol open? Please, God, yes! 
no, I meant, um, I meant, uh, Darby when he had the trash can over his head was just the legs sticking out. It just reminded me of Oscar the Grouch from that Christmas special. That, that makes sense. Al- okay. That Allison Pregler reviewed a while back. Yeah. When he, he tossed the can and you just see his legs, like, just moving around while the can's just rolling around. That's what yeah. it reminded me of. And buddy, what were you saying about trash? <laughs> oh, um, in, um, PW, well, PWA, uh, he's done a lot of Sydney promotions. Um, our guy, Big Fudge, um, does this thing where he's the garbage man and he, like, brings a bag oh, yeah. of actual garbage in the ring and uses a weapon. I have no idea why, but he does it anyway. Yeah, Fudge is a weird, cool. weird dude. <laughs> a nice guy, but he's weird. His finisher's the butt punch, so. I mean, yeah, he does like a butt punch. Uh, yeah, so, normally this move was done by the Great Sasuke with, uh, Sake Barrel. Nobody home, though. The chair chuck. Like, 90% of my notes for this, I realize 90% keeps coming up, but it's, it actually is 90% of my notes for this match are all in caps. I only have, like, two. I have several. Brainbuster oh, on a, the apron. Hmm? I don't have any in caps, but I have a little notes. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Joey goes for a swanton on the chair holding Darby, but Darby moves and Joey hits the ropes and the chair and the apron. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, that yeah, was just, pretty nasty. Yeah, like the way his back just kind of rolled on the on the back of the chair. Just, ugh. Mm. Uh, like, can I just say one thing? Like, Darby put the trash can on his head before jumping off the top turn. I, I watched him, um, I've watched a couple of things of him and Priscilla, and I'm like, how has Darby lived long enough to get married? Like, no offense Good to question. Darby, but he's done so much stupid shit in his life. It's just like, how are you still alive? Good question. It's the same thing with Joey Janela. He... They're both risk takers. Yes, but that doesn't, like, risk-taking doesn't give you immunity to, like... Physical injury? Uh, Luck does. I'm I'm just thinking, like, the Black Knight. I'm invincible! You're a loony. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Darby had the story where he and his brother, like, uh, something like, they were pouring, um gasoline on like on a potato or something and trying to light it up and then the fire went up the stream into the can of gas that Darby was holding and blew up. I thought you were gonna say we were pouring gasoline on each other. No, they weren't pouring <laughs> each other, but they wound up like with you know, it was no, an explosion, that... they got burned, they got skin taken off. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Guys? Jesus Christ. It sounds like that one it sounds like the one scene in Zoolander. Zoolander, I was about to bring that up, yeah. The gasoline <laughs> fight. <laughs> <laughs> was there a gasoline fight in Zoolander? Yeah, it's, it's how Zoolander's brothers died. They they got into a gasoline fight, and then someone someone licked, uh, flicked a cigarette there. Oh, that's right. George Michael I was playing. I can't say anything. That movie was so weird. I can't say anything because I've never seen Zoolander. It's good, though. Anyway. I just know about the ants thing. That's it. Anyway, uh, Darby smacked with a steel chair to the back. And then uh, Joey duct tapes Jar- Darby to a chair, like a lot. Yeah. And then is that a fucking taser? <gasps> what yep. the fuck? Yeah. I, yeah, I was expecting a, a fucking. T- <laughs> That's a new one. Mm-hmm. Joey yeah. just tasered Darby, and then package well, pile driver in the chair. We think he tasered Darby. The camera angle was kind of off, so I can't tell if Janela actually yeah. touched him with the taser because, 
Like, on the one hand, like, if it falls on its lower setting, that would probably do a lot more damage and, like... Yeah. yeah, I think it's just more he clicked it on you to let him know that it's an actual... But, and then, you, you know, know, work tasered yeah, yeah. him. Which yeah, is he fine. work tasered him. It's still free. I'd, I'd rather that than just shoot tasering. Like, did Scott like, Hall give Goldberg I mean, a shoot tasering? Like, admittedly, I, mean, I feel like Darby would absolutely be like, yeah, bro, taser me for real. But <laughs> do taste don't. me, bro. I mean, that, that, that shit can stop your heart. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do that. But, uh, Darby refuses to die, I have next to my notes, weirdly enough. <laughs> so many chairs! Tax. Yeah, there's a moment where Joey set it up on um, tax on chairs, but then Darby turns the table, slams Joey onto the chairs covered with them. Yeah, Yoshi oh. onto the tack chairs. I mean, honestly, that should have ended the match. No, but... no we have more. We have more. Wait, 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 wait. No, I was just gonna say it was really funny when Janela was trying to pull the thumbtacks onto the chairs, but he but he pulled them all on one chair and was trying to yeah. spread them around. I was just like, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Joey. Yeah, but it gets well, worse with thumbtacks. But yeah, so they totally invoked Tremont's law of the chairs, and then Darby mm-hmm. pulled out a skateboard covered in thumbtacks, because of course he did. Why? <laughs> because skateboards. To Ollie on to Joey, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, we have cinder blocks. There's a moment uh, where we are we're cut to the, like, the, the curtain with the entrances, and I see some, like bricks falling, and I th- I'm like, okay, I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden... Excalibur's like, there's cinder blocks, and I think one of our friends, uh, Dom, I think she said, cinder blocks, oh my god, and then our friend Josh helped Joey put the, the cinder blocks into the ring he, while he was sitting. Like, he was just like sitting, he was still in his chair, but still lifted some of the cinder blocks to, to hand to Joey, and we're like, oh, great. <sighs> So many of them. Jesus, fuck. Boston Crab with no rope breaks. Yeah, it makes a bed full of cinder blocks near the corner. Release German suplex. That sounds like a really angsty, like, Amarok song. I lie on my bed of cinder blocks to suffer (laughs) for my sins. (laughs) (laughs) I sleep on cinder blocks is the only way I feel. It fucks up my back because it has no arch support. <laughs> but the pain makes me feel so alive. Why why is Tom Waits doing emo? <laughs> you mean he doesn't? <laughs> we just made a metal song about cinder blocks. That wouldn't be the first time. Uh release German suplex sends Joey face first into the cinder blocks. Joey refuses to die as well. Yeah, like, it's, it, like, Darby turned the table, and bam, Joey's face is in cinder blocks. I'm like, oh, D- Like, that should have killed them. DVD into a cinder block on a chair, and now we have ladders. Yep, ladder got set up outside the ring. Yep. Yep. Last, uh, ladder bridge. Joey back body drops Darby over the ropes onto the ladder bridge. As Scalibur said on commentary, I think we just heard his back snap, and I'm like, I think so. And then yeah, the crowd, it is. Hmm? The crowd seemed genuinely shocked at that, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, you all never seen the lab before? No, it's, it's like, more. Are you, it's, are you all new here? 
I th- well, so there could have been some newbies. We don't know. In fairness, it's and been like, like two years since the last Guerrilla Warfare match at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that even, makes sense. And okay. even and even then, we don't know what items are being used in a Guerrilla Warfare match at all. Like a year and a half, yeah, because uh, the last one was with Ricochet and Taylor. Yeah. Damn. Was that, was that at that one? No, it was Ricochet and T- Chuck Taylor at Mystery Vortex 5, funnily enough. Okay. Yeah, but we don't know what items could be pulled out for P- uh, for this type of uh, match for PWG. And so it's like a mystery. Yeah, we might think a ladder might be used. We don't know how the ladder's going to be used in a way. Like, we didn't know the ladder was going to be put from the match to the stage. Like, what the fuck? But you know what else there is? There is the what? table! <laughs> Two tables. Yes, it's table time. Yep. Because oh no, where is this going? Oh no, they're yeah. in the opera box. Oh hang no, on, I on, just on, realized where on. the table is. Hang on, mm-hmm. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. They go up to the opera box. They go on the tables, and this is why you always keep a box clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> Doing a phantom joke. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I, no, I got that. No, like, even mm-hmm. th- without clearing the opera boxes, they are always occupied during the, like, each show. There's no. Uh, is there chairs up there? I can never tell. There are chairs, yeah. Just people sit there yeah. and get really fucking drunk. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just. But. <laughs> This one always killed me during my bola, the last day that I got sick with a cold, and I missed out, and I had to see it on the trailer, and Rosa telling me I had to miss out on seeing Orange Cassidy, like, taking a leap from the balcony into the wrestling match, and it makes me so fucking sad that I had to miss out on that. But I got you the uh, DVD that we still need to watch. We might watch I for the show. I don't Maybe know. not. We'll mm-hmm. see. But uh, Joey taking uh, Darby upstage. But here's but you missed one thing. Suddenly, fake snow happens. Yeah, what was with that? I I think I think like maybe like a light technician accidentally pressed a snow effect proudly from some type of show that was yeah, going on. Yeah, I think that was I think that's what it was. And the, the one thing neat with the fake snow, it wasn't like real snow. The snake fuck <laughs> snow. That's what fake snow means. Yes. Sometimes snake snow could be fake, like quick melting ice, or yeah, in this case, it was it was uh, snow bubbles. So Joey got a little doused with fake snow bubbles, and then Joey takes Darby <laughs> backstage into the outer box, and Don't. they are stuck. Man, well, no, this match sucks. Yes, Daitler, they sure. What's that sound behind? Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Crash. Yeah, but then. Like, you see Joey and Darby, they're, like, standing right above the railings, like, trying to support each other, trying to pound each other, making sure they're both steady, because there's, there's not much room on the ra- I know what you're trying hard not to do, buddy, and I respect do that. It. They're trying so hard with the railing, like, not to actually fall into either the audience in the opera box onto Rick Knox, or accidentally fall into the audience and actually die. Like, they literally fall onto the tables, break both tables, and I went, they're dead now. 
They're both dead. <laughs> but no, they're not, because so Darby not. makes it to the ring first. Yeah. And then Joey, and then hockey punches. <laughs> and then a violent coffin drop. A leg hold roll up, and wow, that's the win. Darby steals one. That was fucking wild, if you couldn't tell by my screaming. Yeah, that was a, that was a match right there. It, it was, was insane. It was good. I mean, the ending was kind of anticlimactic, but it was good. I kind of like it was anticlimactic. It was, it was unexpected. We all know how I feel about Gorilla Warfare matches. This was fun, but also, I ow, ow. No, why? Ow. Fuck. I mean, she's got a point. Yes. It's like, stop taking years off of your life. Stop hurting yourself to the point where you give us a moment, then the referees had to check on both Joey and Darby during, after their fall on the tables, because they didn't move for a moment at all, and we all thought they were dead. Like, that's how bad it was. And with that imagery, shall we move on to our final, yeah. to our uh, closing stuff? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, would I recommend this show? Absolutely. PWG always delivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I half ass the delivery and it gets to the wrong place, but yeah, they deliver. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they know how to put on a good show. PWG is always a lot of fun. Whether or not you're watching it at home or you're in the audience, you're still going to have a fun time. Yes. How would I improve the show? The obvious addition of more female wrestlers on the roster aside, I would really like the entrances slash Excalibur's opening bit to be on the VODs at the very least. Yeah. Like Women. Put women in your matches. I agree. Put, I agree. Put women in your matches. And I can also agree that maybe not the entrances because, again, we, they can't afford music. But I actually will still want to see Excalibur's like introduction. Yeah, it's not that they can't it afford this, it's copyright issues, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, but it's they should still have Excalibur's intro because it would go for anyone that's old or new to watch. Because it's he says the speech for old and for new, and it's always a lot of fun. Yes. Speaking of Excalibur, um, it's not that he doesn't do an amazing good job on commentary, but I feel like it would be better if he had someone to bounce off. Yeah, he usually does. It's just that a lot of the people that he did with uh, haven't been around. Like, it was usually... It used to be him and Kevin Steen, mostly. Then him and Chris Hero. Him and Chuck Taylor, who's busy with AEW. Him and Rick Knox, who's busy with AEW. Maybe now that Chris Hero's back. Maybe, you know, we'll see. We'll see about that. But, uh, we, let's do picks. Who wants to go first? I'll go first if you guys want. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I am picking Brody King. Mm. All right. Because he is a big, fluffy teddy bear who can smash the shit out of anything he wants. And he's a nice yeah. guy with excellent lip syncing skills. I concur. <laughs> yeah. And he also has a you know a band. Like, he does not, have a we're band. We're not implying that he's lip syncing in the band. We've just seen the gay young classic oh, no, no, footage. No. Yeah. And he also has a very adorable... Um, Young son who is very tiny. Yeah. Especially Aww. when dad's like six foot eight. Yeah. Aww. Hang on, I'll find photos. Um, go on. Yeah. Casey. Uh I will go with Tony Deppin. He's just one of my favorite heels and I heels can be either a good or bad thing for me, but I like Tony Deppin. He does a great job being a heel. Right. It's fun. Jeff? Uh well, 
Uh, I'm going to go with Jeff Cobb because the guy is, I swear to God, he's from planet Krypton. He's, he is just absolutely just super humanly strong. He's insanely strong. Yep. In that case, I am going to go with Darby Allen. Sweet Jesus. That guy is going to be a huge star. Just will not yeah. die. Will yeah. Be crazy as shit. Him and Janelle are going to be, should be in the finals of this fucking uh, tournament. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely got a superstar future ahead of him. If, if he doesn't if, die. If he, yeah, it, it, you know, if he doesn't, like, cripple himself uh, first. Yeah. You know, God, God forbid, knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. Also, the, I put a thing in the, I put photo in the thing. Besides the boobs. Yep. Besides oh, the boobs. Oh, look at the baby. <laughs> so, our group pick, of course, is Jake Atlas. Because hey, we yay, love him, we miss for, him. We hope he's doing for, well. Yay for LGBT wrestler. Yay. yay. Buckley ones, especially. Yes. Yay. And with that, we move on to our thanks. Thank you to Gomer for editing this. Thank you for to Joe for the artwork. Thank you to Ethan for the intro. Thank you to uh, PWG for supplying the DVDs that we all got. Well, they didn't supply them. We all bought them, but... (laughs) You know what we mean. Thank you to uh, you for listening. And And probably a kitten. Yes. And we're not sure what our next show is, but uh, like Mystery Vortex... You'll find out when we do. So it's a mystery. It's a mystery show text. <laughs> so we'll see you next time on One Crazy Weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. See ya. Bye.